So I'd like to ask a, a question of the group. This question, I think, refers to one of the objectives, I think, of the senior seminar is that even though you're working, you know, very independently on your project and you have, I would say, more time assigned to you than in a usual class to just focus on your project and be alone with it. The other part of the, the senior seminar is that you're in a group. You're part of this community of writers. And usually we would be in a classroom together and we would bump into each other on campus and in the humanities building in Buttrick. And you'd have conversation at the cafeteria or you'd walk into the square and Decatur and hang out and figure things out together. How have you interacted with each other and tried to, I think, sustain some type of intellectual or writer's community while communicating, you know, over Zoom or over the phone or in different ways? How have you supported your classmates and gotten support and feedback from them in order to build your projects to where they are right now? I know that me and Eve have brainstormed together. And I think a lot of times, like one of the other students who's in our senior seminar, I go on walks with her while we're on the phone and we'll just talk about our next essay or our next story is going to be. And it's helpful because, I mean, as much as I wish we were all in the same place and I could see Tasha in the dining hall and like kind of well, first give her a hug and then also like talk about what we want, what we're trying to do with our projects. It is really great that I, that we get to talk to each other at all. Um, so I find myself constantly grateful for that. I know that sometimes when I'm struggling with something and I just like call Eve and Eve will give me some sort of advice. And I think that there still is some sense of community, even though we've lost a lot of it. And I think that's really important. And my favorite thing to do is go to class. Um, there was a while that we didn't get to really all meet in class because we were in smaller groups. But I look forward to class all the time to really feel like part of the community and to get advice on things and to all kind of work together to try to make our projects the best that what we want them to be. Yeah, so I think as much as this has been really, really difficult to not be with each other, I think that there have been ways where I've been able to brainstorm with other students and feel support from my professor and also my friends. <laughs> Great. Thank, thank you. Tasha, do you want to add something to that? Yes. I was just going to say that I think one of my favorite parts about being at Agnes is that it's such a small community. So being in the senior seminar, there's only one section. So for all of us, We've all been in classes with each other. We've all had courses with each other. So we've built this kind of relationship, friendship by being writers. So coming into seeing seminar in the fall, it wasn't like we were strangers because we've been each with each other for the past three years. And also, Isabella talked about this, you have us set in smaller group workshops. So that has also been a great sense of adding to community, going and meeting with people every week and talking about your weekly submission. So those have been my my rocks during this strange and isolating time. <laughs> Thank you. Does anyone else wanna weigh in on this a little bit? Um, yeah, I, <laughs> I've i been using group text to basically cry with other people. I mean, I remember during the first submission, I texted Morgan and a few other people like, uh, <laughs> so how are we doing this? <laughs> and because um, our submissions might've been a little bit late, but we're just like, 
we're all in this together. If you can do this, I can do it. This group support and increasing group morale to actually get down and right. I, I talked to Isabella and an Ellie, another person in this class. We text each other. We do almost weekly writing updates of each other and basically check in with like, just how, how's it going? How's writing today? Did you get anything out? Um, no, me either. Um, <laughs> it helps. It really helps, especially because, you know, we're not on campus. It's hard when you don't have a dedicated space to do your academics and to, you know, to sit down and write. But it's easier when, you know, you have people who are going through the same thing and who are only like a text or a call away. And I will say that this class is the most connected to my peers and to my professor that I have had this semester. And I really appreciate that because even if I submit stuff late, <laughs> it's I still have um, passion and, <laughs> and interest and drive to actually do this class. Great. Anyone else want to say anything more about that or... I just want to echo kind of what Eve said. This is Morgan, but that community, as silly as it may sound to have between classmates when we're submitting things late or we're all struggling with writer's block has just been kind of refreshing. I think with the isolation that we've all had, it's easy to, at least for myself, to get kind of stuck in my own little rut and know that I'm struggling, but then, you know, even tuning into Zoom, everyone looks like they've got their stuff together, at least to a degree. So there, <laughs> you can still feel pretty isolated. And so with this class, it was just refreshing for me with my small group to be able to check in. And like one week, none of us had submitted um, for a few days after the due date. And so when we checked in right before our group meeting, it was just a moment of kind of um, refreshing humor that we we had all dropped the ball a little bit, but of course we're all understanding of each other. And there was just this sense of community of, you know, we're all right. We're, um, you know, things are a little late, but we're getting the chance to see these projects grow together over the course of this month. And so it was still, it was okay. We're all right. We're here now. So here's another question for all of you, but the senior seminar is in a way culmination of all your different studies in the English major, all the reading you've done, all the good and bad pieces of writing that you've done, all the feedback that you've gotten, all the frustration, all the triumph, right? And I'm wondering if you could comment just a little bit about that, like looking back to where you started and to where you're at now, what was important, right? What kind of helped you get here? Give us a sense of that journey from arriving here, yeah, four years ago, and then being at this moment. Hi, this is Eve again. Um, I think for me, one of the great things about just looking back at this journey and taking a step back to see what Agnes has offered me, I think one of the best things about Agnes is the English department. And just the fact that we as writers and um, also for the literature students as well, are encouraged to take classes in every genre in almost every course. It's such an interdisciplinary major to be in. And the fact that I've been able to take courses in not just nonfiction, um, but also in poetry has 
helped my writing in such significant ways. For example, me and Tasha uh, took poetry workshop with Dr. Moon last semester. And by taking that workshop, I was inspired to do what I'm writing about now. I think I wouldn't have had that inspiration if I had not been with such amazing people and listening to their work and listening to the ideas. Um, so being able to talk, take classes with you, uh, Professor Allen and um, Dr. Stamets and being able to explore just different life writing, different nonfiction helped me come to, come to my own as a writer. And it helped me be able to call myself a writer, which I, I guess I didn't identify with, even though it's my major <laughs> um, for the longest of times. Yeah, and you know, just to mention, I, I, I'm noticing Anel, you, Eve, Isabella, and Morgan, you were all in my nonfiction workshop a year ago. And you four were a part of just a powerhouse group. I mean, you were among really good writers and I, I think just really, just an ambitious group. Everybody was trying really difficult things and taking risks and, um, and just challenging the workshop, right? I mean, sort of surprising us with every piece. So yeah, I think your work comes out of that and the poetry workshop, and then you've got these relationships with these people. Um, who else would like to take on this big question? Go ahead, Anel. Okay, it's Anel. <laughs> Coming to Agnes, I was originally a bio major Oh. And it wasn't until by chance that I took an English class. Um, it, I think it was intro to creative writing. Um, it was with Professor Alvin. And I always loved reading, but I never really considered myself a writer until I took that class. I In that class, it's when I first read Anzaldúa, which I mentioned earlier, has been a great influence in my writing. And it was this one piece that I wrote about my grandfather passing in Mexico that really came to realize that, oh my God, I can like just write, you know, and I don't have to be into science or in these other majors that like, it wasn't, I wasn't really passionate about. Um, I realized too in that class that I was actually more passionate about writing than actu the actual study that I was doing beforehand. And I feel like Agnes really helped me come to realize that there's a lot more that you can do than just subjects that your parents want you to do because they want you to like have a good career, have good money and stuff like that. Anyone else? And maybe Morgan, I'm gonna ask this of you because you know, one of the interesting things about your project is you're in conversation with writers. And that obviously to some degree comes out of the reading you've done for your courses. And so you've got, for example, Jericho Brown in conversation with Jeanette Winterson with Morgan Brown. And so you've got like these three writers on the page together. Um, maybe you could say something about that, just how reading kind of le leads you to this moment with, with your writing. Yeah, reading has been a big part of my development just as a writer as a whole throughout my Agnes experience. I And that was kind of what originally sparked the idea for this project, which it's evolved a lot from where it was in the spring. But coming from before Agnes, coming from a very conservative, white, affluent bubble, I just, there was so much that I was ignorant to. And coming to Agnes, I've still got a long way to go, but every class I feel like has just opened my eyes more and more 
And there's a sense of ownership that comes with gaining that awareness. Taking English 280, the perspectives of literature, was probably one of the most impactful courses as far as reading goes um, and changing that perspective and really giving me direction for this project. You know, when we touched on able-bodiedness and compulsory heterosexuality and feminist theory, all these things, queer theory, all of these things really just challenged where I was coming from with my beliefs. Ultimately, I guess I had the idea that I wanted this piece to be something that I could hand to someone like my family, who is very stuck in their ways, and at the very least make them think, because that's what all of these readings did for me. Then in our nonfiction workshop, all of the readings that you put on our list really challenged what I thought I knew of the nonfiction genre. That was really exciting to me because before then I really only thought of the stereotypical like memoir. And even then over the past summer, I chose a lot of memoirs and there's so many different ways that these authors have gone about sharing their stories. Um, one of which, and I'm blanking on the author's name, but choose your own disaster. It's, it literally takes the form of a personality quiz woven in with their memoir. And so I just really wanted to show these different sources and also different levels of accessibility from the more academic pieces of 280 to um, songs that you might hear on the radio. It was just really impactful for me and I wanted these voices to get heard and to help develop the story. Great. I have one final question, but before we get to, does anyone want to say anything more just about kind of the journey to getting to the senior seminar. Yeah, go ahead, Isabella. I think that a lot of, um, I feel like we've all kind of touched on this, but um, the professors in the English department constantly wanna learn and give ideas and share ideas with you. So it doesn't feel like we're the only ones who are, or it doesn't feel like we're being talked to or like, um, it really feels like it's more of a conversation in every class. And we're all kind of finding out things together and learning together. And that's been really, I think, specific to Agnes Scott. I don't think that like other schools are doing that. <laughs> and I think that's really special. And it makes learning more exciting because we're all learning together. And it's not just about like um, one idea is right or this is the best idea. It's more like, well, see where that one takes you or like kind of everything is worth trying almost. Um, and it's just like, cause a lot of the professors are really supportive and kind of in it with us. I just wanted to add that. Yeah. So here's a final question for each of you. Um, you are, I guess, coming to the end of your major and the end of you know, your, your college degree. What, and, and I know you, you may not have a lot of certainty on this, but what do you envision for yourself for the future in terms of, you know, your, your next steps as a writer and your next steps as, as a career? You know, what, what sort of, what kind of plans are you thinking about post-graduation? And if you don't know, that's okay, of course. Who would like to start? Um, I can begin. Um, so leave here. Post-graduation, I know I'm going to grad school right after undergrad, and I would just love to keep writing. If I could do any career that still involves writing, whether it's 
um, involving the marketing aspects or nonprofit work or just writing for myself at the same time, any journalism. Great. So you're, you're imagining just you're going to stay in academia a while longer, right? I mean, to continue on to graduate school. Good. Who else? Go ahead, Tasha. Hi, Tasha here. Uh, post Agnes, I also plan to attend graduate school. I want to study library and information science and be a youth librarian. I love kids. I love working with kids. And my first love will always be reading and writing. So I just want to share that passion with students. But I also want to be an author as well, young adult in children's literature. Those, that's my, my jam. So hopefully I get there. <laughs> Great. Go ahead, Morgan. So I will definitely be taking a gap year before continuing on to graduate school to get a master's in nursing. So my career is in the medical field, but I will certainly continue writing. Writing for me has always been kind of an escape and a way of processing my experience. Um, and also over the course of the past three or four years at Agnes, I've learned that it's really just a form of communication as well. As silly as that may sound to learn just now, but to be able to communicate with people that you might not otherwise be in conversation with. So I hope that that continues to help me with like being more accessible to other people and just enjoying a hobby, I guess. Great. Yeah, and it's interesting because in recent years, I mean, I'm thinking of Atul Gawande who writes for The New Yorker, but we've had all these doctors, pe different people in medical professions who have become great writers you know, who are writing fiction and nonfiction. Um, there's, I don't know, there's, there's obviously a connection there somehow um, that, that, yeah, doctors are, are also approaching writing and, and publishing. Well, so now do you wanna comment on what your plans are? Way to put me in the spot. <laughs> yeah, well, I had to. <laughs> so I know my main goal is I wanna be a teacher. In the future, I'm hoping that I get my doctorate in English in order to be a professor to teach at a university or college. But I think depending on how everything goes because of COVID and the president election, and there's a lot of unanswered questions in the air, I think I'm going to start teaching middle school or high school. I really want to, especially here in Chicago for the public school system, because I'm very passionate, because I had a lot of good teachers throughout my life, but I also had a lot of bad teachers. And I want to be that anchor for students in the South side, um, the minorities, to know that I went to college, I'm first generation, and I'm doing something that I'm passionate about and that they too can do this. So yeah, we'll see how it all goes, but you know, there's a lot of things up in the air. I also wanna keep writing, obviously. I'm hoping to publish a lot in the future and still being an author, so yeah. <laughs> Great. Isabella, you wanna, you wanna weigh in on this? <laughs> I'm trying to think, honestly. So I took a lot of education classes at Agnes Scott, and I love education. I don't want to be a teacher, though. I don't think I would be a particularly good one. I have very low, I have very little patience. Um, but I, I am interested in education, and I can't believe I'm saying this, but after these horrible years, I still want to see what it's like in D.C., um, I thought I wanted to go there a while ago, and I still want to go, I guess. Maybe I'm experiencing some, like, weird 
I don't know why I want to go, <laughs> but um, I still really want to go there and see what that's like. I want to um, help write some sort of laws about education and equitable education. Um, but also, I don't want one job for my whole life. I don't think I can do that. I would love to write essays for different, I don't know, like <laughs> different publications. But I think what's pulling me right now is education. Um, and especially working with the public schools in New York City, um, too. There's so many really bad things going on there. Um, and I want to help fix them. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't really have a lot of solid. Because um, yesterday I was like, oh, maybe I'll get my MFA. So <laughs> everything's really up in the air for me. <laughs> Good. No, of course. That, that's great. Eve, how about you? What, do, what are you thinking about? You know, I used to pride myself in having my whole life plan figured out. Um, often I tell my friend my whole like life aspirations, as I see, I have like a 30, when I hit 30 plan, 40 year plan, what retirement's going to look like. I remember when I was eight years old, I decided I was going to be a creative writing major in college and that I was going to go to a liberal arts college. Um, <laughs> so I, you know, I usually pride myself in um, having it all figured out and planned to the T. But, uh, you know, this semester since COVID hit, I think I've realized it's definitely okay to just not have it figured out. And I've come to a realization that is he had that I don't want to be stuck in my, one career my whole life. I want to, I want to basically have commitment issues with the, the fields I explore after Agnes. And I also, I work at the Center for Digital and Visual Literacy um, at Agnes. Um, so if that's taught me anything is how to be versatile and how to learn and take up so many things. And I think that'll help me in my after Agnes life. But again, it's all in the air because last week I was like, oh, but what if I applied to grad school <laughs> and got a stipend? Um, I guess what I'm trying to say is that I don't have it all figured out and I've come to the realization that that's completely okay, but I will eventually have my own business and be an offer and probably live in Scotland. That's all down the line. <laughs> Well, you know, really thank you uh, to all six of you. And, you know, thank you for sharing your projects. They're, they're really, really awesome. And, and just thank you for talking about them and what, you know, what thought, what sort of process went into writing them. Yeah, I appreciate you all being here today. Bleeding Everywhere, the Agnes Scott College podcast is sponsored by Agnes Scott College.